What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 16 of the Set the Bar podcast. I'm your host, Ben Todd, and on today's show, I sit down with one of my closest friends and mentors, Matt Curry, to discuss all things fitness and bodybuilding, business and personal training, and what it's like to be a husband and a father, new father, actually. Um, it's a great conversation. I think you guys will really enjoy it. You'll really find some value in it, and I uh, had a lot of fun doing it. So with that, let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Set the Bar. I'm Ben. I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by um, a really good friend of mine. He was actually the first friend that I met here in uh, in Houston when I moved here. Um, good friend of mine. We trained together. We've uh, I've had the privilege of being at his wedding. Um, you know, him and his wife have been really instrumental and really important to my life in the last uh, almost four years that I've been here in Houston. So it's a pleasure to have him on the show. Um, I, I really think you guys will enjoy the conversation. Um, and uh, looking forward to getting into it. So my guest today is a former NPC nationally qualified men's physique competitor, um, currently a personal trainer and um, co-owner of a gym, um, married and has a newborn son of what, two months? Two months, two months, yep. Okay, two months. So he's, he's a brand new dad and trying to navigate through, uh, through the trials and tribulations of that. So I'm joined today by my very good friend, Matt Curry. What's going on, man? How are you doing? What's up, Benjamin? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. I'm glad, to, uh, I'm glad to sit down. I'm glad to be able to do this with you. It's Me been, too. Uh, I know, we've known each other for the, the whole time that I've lived here in Texas. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where we were just kind of talking about before we came on, we're trying to figure out how long we've known each other. I and thought it was longer than four years, but... I guess not. It's it's not four uh, years. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, just about four years. But yeah, I mean it's it's been a it's been an interesting four years. We um so for anybody who doesn't know, Matt is probably the most jacked person that I think I know actually personally in my life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know about that title. But, uh, no, but I mean thank you. So if you guys ever stroll into to Rise Gym or Rise Barbell at all, if you ever come on up to this uh, to the northwest side of Houston and you see some dude with giant ass arms, uh, you've most likely found Matt. <laughs> <laughs> am I the, am I known as the the arm guy? I think you're the arm guy. Oh, I think if you ask anybody around here, you're the arm dude. The arm guy with yeah. chicken legs. Is well, that right? uh, your legs are your legs are okay. So. <laughs> so so matt actually used to coach me so when i first moved here um i was kind of getting into this whole like try to being a bodybuilder thing and i'm still trying to be a bodybuilder but um matt was actually my first coach so i worked with matt for a little over two years right we uh it was during through covid and all that kind of stuff and trying to navigate you know gyms being closed and how to, uh, you know, how to train an athlete, um, you know, with, with no gym access and and all kinds of things like that. But, um, so Matt and I've had a great history together and and I really appreciated being able to be at your wedding. Um, I had actually, when, when I moved here, um, I didn't really know Haley much. Like Mm -hmm. it was kind of one of those things where like I knew she was around, but didn't really like, you know, I didn't really talk to her much. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until your wedding, um, that I actually kind of started to talk to her and, and uh, I actually had the privilege of coaching her for a little while um, yeah. when I was doing training. And um, that was a really cool experience. And yeah. especially because she used to compete in bikini and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to kind of level my skills up in terms of, you know, Give you some be- experience, being right? a coach and being yeah. a trainer. Exactly. So that was all pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. I think this will be a good uh, good episode. So yeah. 
So I want to start with with you. You know, I referenced that you know nationally qualified men's physique competitor. So you, you used to compete, right? What when when did you start competing? Long time ago. <laughs> what? Uh, how old were you? I was eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah. And you competed until when? I competed until. I was- 23 was my last okay. show. Okay. Yeah. So what got you into bodybuilding? Like, how did you like come to this, you know, realization that you wanted to be a bodybuilder and you wanted to compete? Like, where did that come from? You used to be an athlete, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah, I played basketball. Um, and then, you know, I, I love sports, but I kind of just stopped playing sports because of, you know, I just wanted to be, I was one of those, I want to have fun type people. And then I loved lifting too. Right. And when you're running all the time and, doing cardio it's hard to it's hard to keep muscle on that way gain strength put muscle on blah 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 so where does your passion for lifting come in how did you get involved in doing that uh one of my actually is my best friend his name's anthony shout out anthony um we started lifting in his basement and he was strong as shit i mean he was setting records at 15 years old like really i actually didn't know that about him yeah like competing in powerlifting like before powerlifting was like even a like like a thing thing yeah yeah but i mean i think when he was 15 he bench pressed like 365 and that's huge for yeah by the time he was 18 i mean he put he put up 465 on the bench press i remember watching that it was insane that's nuts i was the spotter actually (laughs) um but a big influence from him um and i kind of just stuck with it um and yeah i mean i just got to the point where i was lifting so much and I loved doing that. That was the easy part. And I remember it was spring break, senior year of high school, and it was like, I'm gonna actually do a bulk, and then I'm gonna do a cut. You know how that, the, yeah, a bulk and a cut, <laughs> right? Yeah, typical so, bodybuilder mindset, right? Yeah. So I bulked up, you know, high school bulk, which is like sandwiches. You're probably eating just garbage, cin- cinnamon rolls yeah. for lunch, like just nut the shit. Um, <laughs> I try to keep my protein high. Um, and then I kind of tapered in a cut for a high schooler is like, just start eating chicken and sweet potato. Well, because your, your metabolism so high it that was, you just, it was ridiculous just how good off. it works. Oh yeah. Like the bro science worked ridiculously good. So, um, did that, you know, cut down. I think I only cut like 15 pounds, but it looked like I cut like 50, like, right. you know, cause you're in high school, you get cut really easily. Right. Um, and then after that I was like, I just want to like, I think I could do well if I go, I don't know, compete against other people in this. Um, so I signed up for my first show and I think it was, it was such like, it was, wasn't even NPC. It was, I don't like I don't some even, natural organization or something natural, like that. We got drug okay. tested. Yeah. O- o- OBC or OCB or something like that. Something or, like okay. that. It was actually a lie detector test. No way. <laughs> really? You, if you were like taking stuff? Yes. Really? It actually asked you like simple questions like, what is your name? Where do you live? And then it was like, do you take PEDs? No <laughs> way. Like, Dang, uh, no. dude. Wow. And, oh, I didn't know that. And I was natural. So, you know, I passed and right. everyone passed pretty much, I think. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that was fun. That was a great experience. And Did then, you win the show? So I did, but like. Men's physique wasn't a big thing back then because this was in 2012. I was going to ask. Um, so that was was that before the Olympia men's or no was was men's physique in the Olympia at that it time? It might have been like the first year. Okay, so it was 2012. Oh, um, and I did the and it was a, like not a big organization. So um, I did men's physique, but no one 
was in my category. It was just just you. It was oh, just me. Really? Okay. So first place, baby. <laughs> <laughs> one out of one. Woo! Right on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after that, it was I started actually learning like, all right, this has no credibility. NPC has all the credibility. Mm-hmm. So I did NPC, um, and I was still 18 years old, and I jumped into it. I got fifth place, I think. In the men's category, which dang for me, I was, first call out in your first, first like first real show, like yeah. that's that's pretty good for sure. I that's was pretty good. I was happy with it, and I, you know, again, I didn't have to like. I felt like I didn't even have to work that hard. I was actually in um, my personal training school at the time, so they made us work out two hours, and then I worked out another. They hour. made you work out two they hours. They made us work out. Wow, I'm we sure that was a really terrible life. Had, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> being forced to work out this is awful for me it was awesome um the only thing i didn't like about it was it was hard to put on size because i was burning so many calories throughout sure. the day were you still training on top of that too yes wow so i would go home get ready go work out and then i worked at the gym too so i would work my night shift at the gym um so i was pretty much in i've been in the gym like literally 12 hours a day since i was like 18 years old like that's crazy it's just like been part of my life yeah um, which is cool. Which is cool. Yeah, I think so. I mean, for for somebody who's into that, you know, I mean, it's if if that's what you enjoy doing, if I that's do. the atmosphere that you enjoy being in, then it's great. Exactly. I mean, let me just say this: you have to love it mm-hmm. to be able to do that because it's a lot of different people, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of different egos, a lot of different. You know, you deal with different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, definitely, it's. It's been a huge blessing, I think, for me to be able to. That's kind of what got me into training. So, gave me experience in a gym. Um, I was able to um, take on clients at such an early age. I think I was 18 also when I started training clients. So, um, and so you were able to to really kind of build from the ground up, and 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 training clients also probably helped you in your own training when you were that young and be like, you know, this, this is going to work for this. This is works for this. This doesn't work for this and trying to just figure it all out. Exactly. Yeah. So that, and that's how I train people. It's really off of experience for myself. And that's why I was saying to you earlier, like there's so many different ways to do it Mm -hmm. and you have to find your own way. If my way doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. And if it does, it does. So it's just depends. It's almost like being in a relationship with someone like, if it works, it works. Great. It if it doesn't, it doesn't move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So you, you competed in that show first call out. So what show, like, where did you, where did you get to nationals? Like, tell me about where you went to nationals. Uh, okay. So I did two more state shows after that. Um, I was still a teenager in the one I did after that. So I did teen and I won the teen class. Um, it was a very competitive teen class. Not, it wasn't just, Oh, I did teenagers and I won. No, it was like I got first in teen. The second place teen dude got second place in class A for the men's. In the open? Oh, wow. In the open. Dang. Yes. Wow. So okay. that just says how competitive it was for the teen category for that show. Was that a – you were from Michigan, right? Was that a Michigan, Michigan, was that a Michigan show? It was a Michigan show. Okay. It was called Central States. It was in 2013. Okay. Um, and I got fourth in the open of class B. So – I don't know. It was in that, and that was, I was very happy with that. Right. Because mm-hmm. I got fifth in the one before. Right. Oh, so now we're, we're moving up a little bit. Up. Yeah. Doing better. Um, so yeah. And I worked really hard for that one. Um, I definitely cut down to the, probably a little too much. 
for that one. Came in too lean. Um, came in too lean, lost a little bit of muscle, mm -hmm. um, but you know, still made up for it with posing and mm -hmm. presentation stuff like sure. that. Um, and then moving on to then after that, I decided, all right, I'm going to nationals. Like I'm nationally qualified twice. Let me let me get into a national show. Mm -hmm. So I guess you have to like the the next year resets so you have to qualify again mm -hmm. so then i did uh, another state show to qualify for it um and then i did my first national show at 20 when i was or that was junior nationals in chicago okay um so i actually didn't do as good as i wanted to at the state show um was that leading up to junior nats? Yes. Okay. I had zero coach. I haven't this whole time. I had no coach. This was you were just, coaching. You're prepping yourself. It's all me. Holy crap! All me. Yeah. Wow. So I, didn't know I that. think I got a little bit cocky. Mm -hmm. Maybe cocky slash I want to eat type mm -hmm. like mindset. Um, so I kind of ruined my peak week going into the show. Didn't come okay. in looking how I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Still snagged fifth place which back then was qualifying for nationals. Um, so I went to, to junior nationals just because I was 20 and I was like, let me just experience it. What was the time frame between the, the state show that you took fifth in and then junior Nats? How far in between it? Uh, it was two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was right weeks. before. So at that show is when I met my first coach. Um, and I, I basically was like, I don't like – I need your help. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm at a place where like, I know where to get, get to this place, but I need to get a little bit farther. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I got you. So he did it for free actually for just wow. those two weeks. Okay. Um, that's pretty cool. And he got me in better shape in literally two weeks. So I did one week into a photo shoot and then I did another week into the show. Okay. Um, and I think I got like 20th or, you know, just sure. Terrible. Right. But I was happy, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, I did a national show. Sure. I mean, you're 20 years people. old. Right. Yeah. I was on my own, like in Chicago, staying at a hotel. Like I met a ton of people and it was fun. Um, and after that, you know, the bug got me. I was like, you were in it. I'm going you to were hooked. Next yeah, year. You were hooked. And I want to do the same show <laughs> and this and that. And I'm going to use the same coach. And yeah. And it was freaking, it was a full year of just training for this one show because mm -hmm. i didn't have i'm trying to think did i do a state show i i didn't do a state show the next in between year. there okay no, I just so you just went junior nats to junior nats okay. junior nats junior nats yeah okay. um and that one year of training actually if you want to talk about this most of it was natural and then it wasn't until getting closer to the show where I had to introduce a little bit of PEDs. How far out uh, from the show were you? Uh, you remember? I don't, I don't remember. I think it was like 16 weeks. Okay. Something like that. So hey, had you just started prep or had you been in prep for a little bit? I just started prep. Okay. Like it was kind of like doing it together. Um, and did seventh place instead wow. of 20th. Wow. That's a big show. jump. That's a big jump. Yes. And it was... It was definitely a lot of it had to do with the coach. Mm -hmm. He helped me a ton. Um, and I met a good friend of mine, um, Jeff Diaz, mm -hmm. which you know. Mm -hmm. um, and he took third at that show. Oh, really? So, yeah, that was that. really, like, motivating to see him do that well. Yep. And I kind of knew he was going to go pro. I was like, you're one place away from going pro. Yep. Um, so he competed two weeks later and got his pro card okay. at USA's. But, uh, 
yeah, that, that kept me motivated right there. I was like, all right, dude, I'm going to go into junior nets again <laughs> next year. Next year, yeah. third year. But actually, in between those, that, that year is when I moved here. Okay. So I have a lot of life changes, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Living on my own. Yeah. I don't have any support anymore. I'm literally just on my own. Were you living at home with your parents when you were in Michigan? Before that, yeah. Okay. I was, yeah. yeah. I moved out when I was 21. Okay. That was when I moved to Texas. Okay. Um, and, oops, um, trying to think here. Could move to Texas. I said, because I didn't have all of the same resources, I would just say income. Um, I was like, let me focus a lot. Let me focus a lot on personal training and my business um, so I can support myself much better um, and do a state show. So that was when I signed up for the Michigan. It was a Michigan show. I was going to just travel just back, go back to Michigan. home for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just see my parents and whatever. It was right by their house. Uh, what was it? Michigan States, I think, in 2016. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was classic. I signed up for the classic category. Oh, really? That was when it was new. Okay, yeah, it was brand new. I was like, I want to do it. I want to, you know, pose like that or whatever. And uh, I didn't realize, I don't know why, I was just stupid. <laughs> I didn't realize. I know where this is going. The height mattered. Uh-huh. Like, yep. not only the weight, but the height. Yep. So, I was like, I'm 5'9". Like, so my weight was 192. I needed to be 192 on stage. Well, I was 192, but I was 5'8". And three quarters is what they told me. So and I was like, was... are you serious? He's like, you need to be 185. And I was like, dude, I prepped this long for this show and I can't. You can't compete? Anyways, yeah. Anyways, he was like, throw some board shorts on and do men's physique. I was like, here we go. Back to men's physique. <laughs> so my, my, my client, actually, I trained him for the same show. And he was in it. He was like, I have an extra pair. You can just wear those. And I was like, okay. So I wore those and ended up winning the overall of the show and i was like wow it's weird it's weird how that worked out maybe maybe i should stick with this um so that was cool and during this whole time frame like i'm learning like you know having your own personal training business and competing for me probably wasn't the smartest thing it's probably hard it was hard it was like you know in the off season you don't have to worry too much you don't have uh you have all the energy right um your business is great because you can talk to people you can you care about their gains and all that stuff um but getting closer to the show it becomes you know you're so self-centered about your own progress Mm -hmm. you don't really care about your client's progress as much Mm -hmm. i still cared but not as much Um, and you're in prep and you're getting depleted and then you got to deal with that you don't have the energy and all that kind of stuff 100 percent. yes so I kind of noticed like, dang, um, I don't think competing and being a trainer is going to, is for me. Like, I just don't think the two at the same time is for me. So, uh, after that I signed up for junior nationals a year after that and I did it. Um, definitely didn't do how I wanted to do. And I think that was more of, you know, still having to support myself and I was, was that i think i was at fitness 19 at the time okay yeah so you know they take a percentage of your mm-hmm. income and blah, sure. blah blah i just wasn't things weren't clicking as well um and i didn't do as well so i was just, and i met Haley 
there also at okay. Fitness 19. Okay. So that was a lot of things kind of happened. Yeah. Life is starting. Huge and life change. You're getting older now and, yeah. you know, things are priorities are kind of, you know, realigning for you mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. I met my, you know, I met my future wife and I moved out of my apartment um, and moved into one of my friends slash clients house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that dude helped me out a lot. His name's Jeff, but another Jeff, a different Jeff. Um, and that kind of saved me a lot of like work that I had to do to keep myself supported. Cause he almost supported me in a way he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, dude, just, you know, train me for free and you can live with me. And I'm that's like, pretty cool. let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> so, um, and that's, and that was just such a lo- huge life change at that moment. And it was like 10 weeks out or like 12 weeks away from that national show. Um, and I didn't do that well. And then I noticed, you know, the self-centeredness thing happened again. Business wasn't very good. I wasn't very nice to Haley. I'm sure she didn't appreciate that much. <laughs> she, she didn't. It's like, I just met this guy and he's already and now like he's being an dick. asshole. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I kind of just, after that, I was like, you know, I don't think competing is for me, but I, I know what I'm doing and I have gotten a lot of experience out of this. Um, so I kind of just chose to not even pursue it anymore and focus on my relationship with her focus on my business and focus on you know being able to support myself and my future family mm-hmm. um, and that's awesome man and, and and i really like how kind of you know in depth you went into that and and i think it just kind of goes to show that you know when you were 18 and you know kind of through that four five six year period where you were really kind of heavy in it that was that was your that was what was important to you at the time mm-hmm. and then kind of as you kind of got more seasoned in business you know, you, you, you know, establish this relationship with now your, your current wife, you know, yeah. things, things kind of just kind of realigned for you. And you were probably trying to figure out, you know, what, what do I really want to prioritize here in my life? Exactly. And what's not as important and not to say that, that competing, you know, wasn't important, but it probably was just less important than the other things you had going on. Exactly. Right on the money. It was just like, you kind of grow up, right? It's like when you grow up, you start realizing what matters. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was those things mattered more than this hobby that I started when I was 18. (laughs) But you were still fairly successful in though. Sure. During that time that you were in it. Sure. Yes, I was. I'd like to think this. And it probably taught you, it probably helped you now in your current business um, of being able to look at somebody's physique and, and know kind of where their weak points are Mm -hmm. and and what they need work on and and kind of how to help them through that process. It wasn't useless. It definitely taught me, I would say structure um, for myself, like just because I've, Honestly, since then, even though I haven't competed in six years, I still follow the same, mm-hmm. you know, meal structure. Mm-hmm. I still have to get a workout in at least five days a week, at mm-hmm. least. Um, you know, it's it's definitely taught me discipline and structure. Um, and then, yeah, being able to help other people. You know, like I had my coach that helped me. Also had my school, mm-hmm. and just experience throughout the whole journey taught me so much. So I'm able to kind of share that with other well i can kind of speak to that point too being your client for two years you know i mean you were you were the first you know quote unquote bodybuilding coach that i had yeah and um you taught me that structure you passed on that structure to me and and not that i already hadn't had it but it was kind of all disorganized Mm -hmm. and you kind of figured out a way to reorganize it for me and kind of make it more like easy to understand and Mm -hmm. you kind of really helped me on that path um, to the path that I'm that I'm still currently living and, and still on now. So you know yeah. I, I have to credit you for that, 
for, you, for helping me along that way and kind of getting me more knowledgeable and understanding, you know, my own physique and what my limitations are and, mm-hmm. and kind of how all that works. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Cool. No problem. So now that we've, we've talked about bodybuilding, let's, mm-hmm. you know, you've kind of talked about, you know, being a trainer. Um, mm-hmm. I want to transition into your life as a trainer and, and kind of what that's been like. You've been doing training since you were 18. Yeah. So you're what, 29 now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, 11 years worth of years. worth of time that mm-hmm. you've dedicated to this. So what has training clients taught you in that 11 year span of time that you've been doing it? Like what have you learned as a result of, of doing this? Um, I've learned that it's very rewarding. Like when so- it's very rewarding when someone listens to you and you see, and they see the progress, but it also taught me that most people don't listen to you. They want, that magic pill mm-hmm. or that one step trick to make them better, but there's no such thing. It's interesting so. you say that because for the short time that I was training, I was mm-hmm. training for about six months. Mm-hmm. I kind of found that same thing and it frustrated the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. So how do you, because I'm, I'm the kind of person that likes to work hard. I mm-hmm. know that that hard work is really going to be the only recipe to get to this end point. Whatever the end point is, you have to put in this hard work. There is no shortcut. There's no magic pill. Yeah. How do you, or how did you, um, how do you overcome that? How do you, because I know you're a hardworking guy. I mean, I know obviously looking at your physique, you've put in a lot of hard work over the course of time to look like you do. Thank you. How do you um, mentally kind of grasp with the fact that most people want the easy route? Most people want the shortcut. Um. It's hard to say. It's really, I kind of have to just, you know, spill it out in the very beginning. Like, hey, this isn't something that you do, you know, oh, 20 sessions and 20 sessions from now, you're going to be a different looking person. That's just not how it works. It's two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, 10 years from now, you'll be maybe a different person if you follow everything I say. (laughs) But the goal is to at least teach them. If they don't train with you for 10 years, that's fine because that's expensive. But at least teach them a structure and what to do. And they they can learn some knowledge Mm -hmm. and do it on their own for 10 years. And then they see all this progress. That's my that's my like bare minimum goal. So would that be more empowering to you to, to teach people the necessary skills and lessons to go out on their own? And, and do the same thing and replicate the same thing in order for the goal isn't to stay with you forever, right? Right. The goal should be for you to, to teach them the skills necessary. If they want to stay with you, great. Yeah. But teach them the necessary skills and, and, you know, abilities to get them to whatever this end goal is. Yes. Um, that is, that is the bare minimum goal of mine. Um, but the, the biggest goal is having someone stick with me for a long time and get to the point where even I'm learning still and I can start applying things that I'm learning still to them and they can kind of just shadow what I'm doing mm-hmm. and kind of just do the whole thing with me and see as much progress as possible. That's you know? cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So I know you primarily train lifestyle clients, correct? Yeah. Um, and, and I was, at, at the time when I was working with you, I was your only quote unquote competitor, even though I wasn't competing, (laughs) I wasn't competing at anything. Um, so what, um, what do you like about training lifestyle clients as opposed, as opposed to being like a, like a quote unquote bodybuilding prep coach? Um, I think if I was in bodybuilding still, it would be a little more enjoyable for me, 
but it's almost like I can't relate anymore. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like guilty as if I'm telling someone they have to do this, but then, you know, I'm on the weekend drinking. Sure. Living and living or, your life. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, you know, enjoying myself. Right. And I just, I would rather take on someone that is just trying to see progress without competing against other people. Sure. Um, so like I said, I'm still learning and I can kind of help them navigate um, by incorporate, you know, you want to drink on Saturday, go ahead. And right. then Sunday, you know, go back to your healthy meal plan and sure. Monday through Friday, be very strict on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, Cause that's more sustainable for most people anyway. Most, exactly. most people, and you know, from competing for those six years, like the diet and the structure involved in even an off season, you mm-hmm. know, is, is it's tough. You know, it's, it it's, it's, it doesn't, it, it, it's not for everybody. It's not, it's not for everybody. It's, it's, it's less than 1%. It's yeah. four. <laughs> like <laughs> <Yes>. it's not, <laughs> um, and it's not only physically tough, but it's mentally tough. And right. that, that I hate to see, I hate to see someone just get so broken down by it. And sure. they just, they're like, they get discouraged almost get to the point where they're like, why am I doing this? Right. And I don't want, I don't want to be the reason someone thinks that. So I think lifestyle just for me is better. So uh, a couple of years ago when Barbell opened, so Rise Barbell, um, for those of you who don't know, Rise Barbell is in addition to Rise Gym, um, opened about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, you are or were are currently a, a partner in yes. in that. Yes. So you've taken your personal training business, right? Mm-hmm. And now you've added in um, b- b- gym owner, business mm-hmm. owner, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're taking your own business and you're, and you're kind of amplifying it out and i think you know you and i had talked a long time ago i think it was a goal of yours at one point to have a gym right 100 percent. okay yes so now you've been owning you know and, and and running this part of the gym for the last two years yeah what has that process been like for you how is how has how have you transitioned from i'm just you know matt curry the personal trainer to now i'm matt curry the personal trainer and the gym owner um i mean Technically, Sean is the gym owner. Technically, yes. And I hate to take that title from him because he is. If it wasn't for him, I I wouldn't even, this wouldn't be happening. Right. Um, He has given me the opportunity to be a partner in the gym, which is, you know, thank you, Sean. You're a blessing. Um, So it it has taught me, it's definitely hard. (laughs) It's like, like it, it just brings up more challenges, right? Like, Let's, for example, um, I'm in there and I'm training somebody and I see leaves and, you know, garbage on the floor. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that stuff bothers me. Right. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I want to go pick that up, but I also don't want to take my attention off of this person and, right. you know, do these. So I've had to learn to kind of just ignore certain things. Probably have to compartmentalize things too, right? Like yes. figure out what your priorities are. Like obviously the client in front of you is probably your highest priority. That's my priority. And then, yeah. you know, these other ancillary, uh, ancillary things that are going on in the gym yes. that, that can wait until later. Wait until later. They I can had be to, addressed at a later time. I had to teach myself that because I'm not the type of person that procrastinates either. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get it done now. Get it done now or I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of... <laughs> that's kind of what I had to deal with. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like, all right, I'll just deal with that later. And then I'll focus on them when we're done. I'll go back and I'll take care of it. Sure. 
and so that that has um been good for me i think what has the um just just the the gym operations overseeing kind of been like for you is it been pretty easy for you to do i mean you've lived in a gym like literally your entire adult life so it's not new to me um thank god we have a team you know mm -hmm. like if it wasn't for ricky sean and ozzy has helped a lot too Mm -hmm. um you know we kind of have our group chat and just if something's going down and i can't take care of it i'll just send a text in there and one of them will take care of it um and then vice versa like sean sees something and then he you know i'll take care of it um so it's really good that you guys have that team atmosphere because i think just in any business you have to have people around you that you can rely on Mm -hmm. to um to help you out you know Mm -hmm. you you, you're only one person you know and you can only do so much yourself, especially mm-hmm. if, you, if you've got a full day worth of clients, a full day worth of training to do. You know, you can only do so many things. There's only one Matt Curry. Yeah. And so to have kind of those other people around that you can, you know, have take care of things yeah. and, and work together with, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I feel like I'm spilling the secrets right now, but having a team is definitely a key to owning a gym or any business. If you don't, you're just not going to be able to do it on your own. You guys heard it first here on Set the Bar. You, Matt, quote, quote, from Matt Curry, <laughs> quote from Matt Curry, to be successful in business. You need a team. That's good advice. Yeah. That's good advice. One thing I want to circle back around to really quick. Um, you know, you had kind of alluded to it earlier. Training people, working with people, you deal with a lot of different personalities every day. Yes. What has it been like to learn how to communicate with different people. Like walk me through, because I did, I did in-person training for a while. I know when you're standing with somebody for an hour, you learn a lot about that person. You do. So communicating with people and learning all these different things and learning about people and learning their backgrounds and learning what makes them tick, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. How do you, I guess, how do you learn how to, to interact with all these different people and personalities and backgrounds? Um, I would say just actually listening to them, you know, let them spill whatever they want to talk about. And, um, if you're actually listening to them, it's pretty easy to either relate or, you know, talk about whatever they want to talk about or help them with whatever they need help with. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, that's another thing I want to touch on. Personal training is like being a therapist. Absolutely. It is not just training. You need to know what you're doing. But you also need to know how to talk to people and how to deal with people. And just in the six months that I was training, I learned that same thing very quickly that, yeah. you know, yes, you you have your technical, you know, workouts and exercises that you're doing and you need to make sure their form's good and everything like that. But, you know, during those downtimes in during the workout, you're you're learning a lot about these individuals. Yes. Yeah. And um, it's almost like and I have a I have a couple clients where it's like we laugh about it. It's like, all right thank you for the therapy session today because like we worked out, but it wasn't that hard. And it was like, we just talked about whatever they wanted to talk about and whatever they needed to vent about. And they feel better after, um, not saying we didn't work out, but like it was just, a, it was a bonus. Well, you know? it's cool that it's cool that you can kind of play both of those roles too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's probably helped you grow in your own life and, and probably mature in your own life because you, you listen to all these different, you know, I guess, quote unquote problems from, from other people or things that they're struggling with or, you know, whatever, maybe successes that they're having in their lives. Um, and it, and it kind of probably helps guide you on, you know, where to kind of take your life and kind of what your life is going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. It, I would say like, you know, most people went to college and did this and did that. Um, I would say my college 
was bodybuilding <laughs> and bro science. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> bro science, um, bro college. Uh, and now it's just like being in person with a bunch of different people and just learning from them. It has taught me how to be who I am today. Kind of, you know, it's kind of shaped me. That's awesome. In a way. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's something I was thinking about last night, actually, that I wanted to just touch on briefly. You didn't, well, you, you, you tried your hand at college and it just, it oh, wasn't, it, it wasn't yes. for you. It just, well, <laughs> so I so I tried college a couple times actually. So I tried when I was you know right out of high school, um, and yeah, that at that point I just wasn't mature enough for mm-hmm. it. I just I never was interested in school, um, and yeah, I mean quickly I dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a little maturing happened, five, I think it was five years later. Like when I was twenty four, okay. I went back to college, um, and it was actually for engineering. Uh, I remember that at one point. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So, and I was, you know, really excited about it. I liked it. Um, and then as I'm in school for that, I, I'm getting married mm-hmm. and then I start thinking about all the schooling I'm going to have to do as, you know, after being married and as we're, you know, buying a house or as we're doing this or doing that. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have time. I'm going to need to focus on work mm-hmm. if I'm going to, you want to hit all these goals, you sure. know? So COVID hit and it was like, oh, all the classes are online. I can't learn online. I'm just not an online class taker. So it was just for me, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to go to school for this semester because it's all online. Right. And kind of just never went back, (laughs) which sorry, but maybe one day, maybe one day. But honestly, though, man, like it's one of those things where I don't think it's it's not absolutely necessary for especially the the industry that you're in. You know, I mean. I feel like that's more of obviously you've got the you had the certification you got the certification for being a personal trainer and mm-hmm. the business side of things is you can learn like on the fly you know I feel yeah. like and I feel like just being thrown into the fire has probably taught you a lot about business you yeah. know and, and kind of how to how to you know work for yourself and, yeah. and how to do that well you know put me in a restaurant and say hey start a new restaurant I'm not going to know mm-hmm. flying fuck what's going right. on you know right. but if it has anything to do with a gym, mm-hmm. I can I can at least help out a little bit sure. because that's you know it's been my whole work life. So that's cool, man. Yeah. So so the last thing I kind of want to touch on is is something we've kind of alluded to back and forth a little bit here, but you and Haley, mm-hmm. you guys just from just from an outside perspective, <laughs> um, and, and seeing you guys for the last few years, the the relationship that you guys have, the love that you guys have for each other, it's awesome, man. Like it's Thank you. it is so cool. And, and and for me, you know, as as a single dude and you know, still trying to find my way in that, you know, arena, um, it, it's really cool to see how just how much you guys love each other. And now you've got this you know, newborn son. He's yeah. what two months old now? Just yeah, about he's two months. Okay. Yeah. So so now you guys are new parents, right? So mm-hmm. you know, kind of take me through, um, you know, how you learn to be as loving and and caring of a person um, as you are, because you you treat her really well. And again, that's just my mm-hmm. perspective from the outside. So where did you did you like learn that from your dad or something like that? Or oh, I mean, maybe maybe subconsciously. My parents are still married. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, my dad is a very loving person. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't really know. I've always been a loving person. It's you know very easy for me to um, like someone or care for somebody. Um, and yeah, when me and Haley met, it was kind of just naturally like it was just good. It, I didn't have to do anything. I just cared about her, um, and I cared about her needs. And um, 
if you do that, <laughs> they should be okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they fall. You guys fall in love, and right. yeah, and then the rest is history. So, um, yeah, it's been a huge. Haley has been the biggest blessing in my entire life. Honestly, it. She has changed my mindset. She has changed who I am. I would say more than anybody. So, um, yeah, that's. And then because of that, you know, it's like she's my wife now right and so that's really cool yeah yeah i, I know that you're a big um big religious guy you're a big christian mm-hmm. guy yes what um <clears throat> what role if any has your faith played in um like your development of your relationship with her your cultivation of your relationship with her well let's just say this marriage is hard it's not easy and you know i'm sitting here saying oh just naturally care for her da 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 in marriage, it's different. And this is just my belief. I'm not saying everybody, you know, this is my belief. You need God. You need Jesus to have a successful marriage. And if you don't, you know, good luck mm-hmm. because it's tough. And you're going to need some kind of supernatural force to help you stay together and agree on everything and um, move on to grow together mm-hmm. in a sense. So when, when things get tough, um, which they inevitably, inevitably do, um, yeah. do you guys both kind of lean on your faith to, to help kind of get you through those hard times? Always. I'm always leaning on my faith every single day for, even if I'm happy, <laughs> I'm always praying. I'm always, you know, keeping Jesus in mind. Um, but yeah, when things get tough, same thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's just part of who I am. It's, I'm praying, um, you know, uh, reading the Bible, learning as much as I can about, cause honestly, I would say another thing that's taught me a lot about life is the Bible, mm-hmm. which is, you know, everyone can say this or that about the Bible, but it has, it has, you know, it's all in metaphor. A lot of it is metaphors and stuff, but it has just taught me how to navigate through certain situations in life. So that's cool. Yeah. And can- a lot of it has to do with marriage too. And I'm sure that since you guys have been married now, it's coming up on, what, three years, right? Yeah, it'll be three years in October. Okay. So, you know, you guys have been married for a few years now, and and I'm sure over the course of that time, obviously, you know, experience is the best teacher. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure over the course of that time, you guys have learned, um, you know, what marriage is really like and and what to do in the hard times and Mm -hmm. what to do in the good times. And, you know, kind of just, um, do you guys feel like you... um, you know, you kind of cherish the present moment because I kind of talked to on a, on a previous episode a couple of weeks ago about how you just really don't know, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. So do you guys really kind of cherish the present moment that you guys have with each other and, and try to live in that moment? Always, always. I mean, shit, we don't even <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> this is another thing with Haley. We don't plan anything. Like literally if we're going to do something like we'll say, yeah, Just we'll go do something with it. you in five days on the weekend or whatever. But like, it's always, it's always 50, 50. Sure. And it's not until literally the night before or the day of where we decide we're going to go do something. I've noticed so, that with you guys. Yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's like one thing can happen and this can end. Yeah, sure. So, um, we're always living in the present moment, I think. And then that it's hard to do. Um, but we're, we're doing it mostly. That's good. So, yeah. so now you're a dad, right? Yes. Okay, so so you transition from, so we've we've kind of chronicled your 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 life from bro science, Matt. You know, <laughs> just lift it every day and yeah. do it all that. Being a douche, <laughs> and and now and now you're a you're a husband, you're a father. 
So, so kind of, you know, kind of wrapping this up a little bit, what has it been like for you to be a new dad and, and, and kind of what has, what has Cade kind of brought to your life now, um, now that he's a part of your life? Um, I think just appreciating everything, like, like you said, anything can change, you know, tomorrow could be different. Um, just having a child just makes you appreciate life. Um, because you have literally given life, you know, and it's like when I see like now, like before I never really cared, but now when I see other little kids running around, I just, they're like little pieces of gold, like protect them, you know, make sure they're not, you know, getting in the street or whatever. Um, because their lives are so precious. Like we're, you know, we're molding this child to grow up, to be whatever, you know, whatever they're going to be. Um, it's just like literally the most precious, amazing thing you can do in your entire life. It's crazy. That's fantastic. It's crazy. Yeah. And and just from what I've seen, just from the outside, you and Haley are great parents. You know, Thank you guys, you. you guys really are. And and I know that this is you guys have wanted to have children for, for since you guys got married. I, yeah. I know that we've talked about that. But yeah. now that you guys are parents, like you guys are are fantastic parents. And and Thank you. you know, it, it'll be cool to kind of see, kind of watch you guys in your journey of parenthood, and mm-hmm. then kind of you know you know, as Kate grows up and, and kind yeah. of how that all goes. But, yeah. you know, you guys are, are really great right now. Thanks, man. So, you know, so, so kind of want to wrap it up. Um, I do want to just kind of touch on one kind of personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a podcast last night and, and kind of like I just alluded to, they were kind of talking about how you just really just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when the end is going to be. And, you know, if somebody's important to you, um, really make sure that they know that, that, that they're important to you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you had, your birthday was just recently, mm-hmm. um, and, and you guys had graciously invited me out for, for dinner with you guys and <laughs> mm-hmm. had a really fun time there. And, and the card that I got you, I kind of wrote in there just, you know, in a, in a short way, kind of how much you really mean to me. I was just about to say, <laughs> Ben, you're really good at letting people know how you feel, which is a great trait. Well, the thing about it, man, is like, I don't want to look back on my life and say, damn, like this person meant so much to me and they never knew it, you know, because the last thing I want to do in life is have regrets, you know, life, life is too short for that. So, um, I try personally to, to, to really let those people know who are important to me, that they are important to me. And, you know, I kind of wrote you a little message in your card. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it's basically, basically said, you know, how important you are to me and, and how much I appreciate our friendship. And, and, um, you know, I, I love you, man. Like you got, you and you, too, man. you and Haley have, have done so much for my life and just these, you know, four years that I've been here and, and wherever life takes us individually is wherever life is going to take us. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's really been an honor and a pleasure to, to be a friend of yours and, um, for you, for me to be in your life. So I just really wanted to say, I appreciate that. No problem, man. You know, freaking love you. <laughs> like your communication skills are great. They're going to get you. You're going to get you the wife that you are going for. I appreciate that, man. Yes. It's, it's nice of you to say. So, so guys, that does it for episode 16. Um, if you like the show, uh, if it brought you some value, if you learned, you know, learned a new perspective, gained some knowledge, um, anybody who's out there bodybuilding who uh, you know, is an aspiring bodybuilder like myself, and you know, um, Matt's a great resource. And then there's obviously other great resources out there. But um, you know, if you guys found some value in this, please go ahead and share the show. Uh, you guys know by now that, you know, I'm trying to kind of help inspire and motivate as many people as I can. And, and I really enjoy doing these. Um, I've actually gotten some, some compliments from, 
um, several people recently about uh, about the show. So it, it makes me feel good. And uh, if you guys enjoy the content, I'll, I'll continue to push it out for you guys. But uh, on that, also, um, you know, if you uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a five star rating and review. I'd really appreciate that. And uh, where can uh, where can they find you on Instagram, Matt? I know I know uh, we, we post pictures of babies and puppies these days. That's we're all not, we're posting. <laughs> we're not we're not po- posting yeah, bodybuilding we're not, pictures. We're not flexing anymore for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt Curry Fit is my handle. Um, just M A T T C U R R Y Fit. Matt Curry Fit. All right, man. And well, definitely come check out Rise Barbell and get a workout in. You'll love it. I'm actually. Uh, it's interesting to say that because we're about to wrap this up, and uh, I'm about to eat some food and go hit a workout to here. Beautiful. Shortly. So beautiful. Looking forward to it. But man, it's been great. Thank you so yep, much. Really enjoyed the man. conversation. Absolutely. Um, and guys, that does it for episode 16 of the Set the Bar podcast. I'll see y'all next time.